0: Hey, 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 you're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart, and I have conversations with successful underdogs. And today I have my man, Chris Riaz. Um, how are you doing today, sir? Brother, it's been a busy day, but I'm happy and having, been able to have a chat with you. Uh, pleasure. I understand. I'm tired as I get up. As soon as we get off here, I'm going to sleep. Um, so tell the people where you're from, because you're not from... Now you're
1: Alberta, Canada, sir.
0: Yep. So we're on different time zones, so I was like, I hope I hope we remember, you know, the time because it's so <laughs> different. So what time is it there? Uh about 6:30. Okay, so it's uh 8:30 here. All right, cool, cool. So we're not too far off. It's kind of like uh, my sister, she lives in California, so she's, you know, a little off. A little off bit.
1: There. Yeah. A little bit different. Yeah.
0: Yep. So before we get into today's conversation, Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Christian Dewan, Christian Dewan clothing line. It's my own brand, me and my son. We have hoodies, T-shirts, sweatshirts. Um, If you use the promo code underdog and underdog is spelled uh, on top of me. But if you're listening, underdog is spelled U-N-D-E-R-D-A-W-G talk and you'll get 15% off at ChristianDewan.com and Dewan is spelled D-E-J-U-A-N. All right. So we got my man, Chris. And mental health is your thing. But where were you at? What was life like? What was going on before you got on the the positive side of mental health? Because there's a positive and there's a negative.
1: Oh, I, but you know what? That's how your life gets shaped. And that's, you know, you can see a lot of people going through a lot of hard journeys. And then you see where they're at, like Tony Robbins, Oprah, and others, right? That are doing amazing things. Um, what is it E.T.? What's yep. the yep. yeah, yeah. Like, same thing like you just so i guess for me it was just being a kid um didn't know i was sexually abused but i was by my stepdad didn't have didn't know who my birth father was my grandpa was an alcoholic beat up my grandma typical eastern european household woman doesn't say anything guy you know whatnot my mom was bipolar suicidal i got bullied i got beat up at school um and then you know found you know I got put into sports like the why the YMCA saved me in some aspects. Like I found like I was just put in just to be busy. And uh actually Eminem, heaven forbid Eminem, Noss and a couple other uh, other, you know, like you know, hit like Tupac as well, just listening to lyrics and writing, poetry, um, that probably saved my life. And then a couple of years down the track, you're in high school and I decided to be the typical sell drugs and you know make money i never smoked it but just uh, you know smoked you know the marijuana and stuff like that so sold that Um, got in trouble my mom found out said you're going to jail if you continue and then from there the problems just continued at home so i decided to bail and eventually i made my way over to australia where The process came and that's where I stopped, smell the roses, got a lot of mental health, uh, practitioners and modalities, like looked into Qigong, sound therapy, psychology, counseling, CBT, um, hypnotherapy, uh, mindfulness, meditation, just different things. i was just open to everything on dealing with my trauma and it really opened my eyes to the world as I see it now. Um, and in that process, I thought it was just me going through all this shit. Sorry, all this stuff. My apologies. No, you can cuss. I cuss. It's okay. Is um, I cuss a lot. My partner's like, you gotta veer that down because of the kids. The my two boys, they're very, you know, try to try to lead by example. (laughs) It's (laughs) the right word. I got a, I got an eight year old son, um, so I understand. And so long, so I started asking people, and so I started asking people, hey, what are you going through? And I found out, like, you know, some guys is like, oh, my brother just killed himself. Oh, i I lost my wife. I lost my job, lost everything. The more I asked, the more I was like, holy shit, this is affecting not just me, but everybody. Everybody's going through a challenge. People that are at the grocery line, like I was just asking everybody. I was like, what are you going through? Like, what are you stressed about? Or what's your mental? They're like, fuck, man, you don't want to know. Like, and I was like, Damn. So the session that came where I'm at right now. So that helped propel me to right now is there's a guy named Stuart and he was my hypnotherapist. And anyways, he was like, what do you want out of life? What do you really want? And I was like, I want a million bucks a month. Why not? I want to, you know, he's like, nah, I'm not feeling it. That's bullshit. What do you want? Like, who do, who are you? Who are you serving? Why are you serving them? And I was like, fuck. I want to help people with mental health so that they don't have to go through the bullshit that I went through the heartaches, the trials, the tribulations, the just everything, everything was 10 times harder and the, and it's made me more resilient, but man, I just want to give people hope and give people direct access to mental health care, proper mental health care, everything. And he's like, all right, how many people do you want to help? I was like, maybe a thousand. He goes, fuck you, go bigger. And that's what he said, my hypnotherapist, which was all, which was funny. And I was like, all right, 10,000. He goes, bigger. I was like, 100,000? He goes, bigger. Anyways, the number is a billion people. So that's what I've set my mind to is by the time I'm dead, when this world passes me by, knock on wood, I hope that that's the goal I aim for is to help a billion people with mental health challenges. And that's it globally. So, I had to go back to Canada. My grandma was sick, and luckily enough, I was able to be there for her and see her uh, before she passed, which was a good call. And on the journey, I went, you know, so I learned, survey, did this, did this, and now we have a platform that's almost live. And then we have a couple of communities as well that are pumping as well. And we have a couple really cool bits of uh, tech for the gaming space for direct access for mental health. So I could have done it with without all those challenges, without all the fuck yous, without all the, the obstacles in my way. And I'm truly grateful for the life that I have now. I
0: love it, man. I love uh, your story and what you were saying earlier um, about how you started off. You know, we don't look at, sometimes people don't realize those things that happen, even though they're horrible things, they happen for a reason. Then yeah. you were able to understand, okay, I went through all that to be able to help people. The same yeah. thing with me, like being born with a disability. It took me 30 years to realize, okay, I was born to go through all the stuff I went to to help people. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get it now. And it's like, ah, uh, you really, like, you go, like you go through hell just to get to where you're at. But then it's all worth it because you could just help one person and that one person's life change. You're like, man, I did I did a good deed today. And uh one thing you said you did, uh you used to sell drugs. I, I don't know if I ever said it on the podcast, but in college I did too. Because Yeah,
1: I, I was worried about saying it because I was like, Fuck, should I say it? And no, I don't tell many people like my partner knows and a couple of close mates, but I I like when the boys get older, yeah, I will know they i will know everything because i've gone through everything like you can't hide shit from me and, and that's yeah. but the thing is i don't want them to be afraid i want them to be going crap he like having that experience i can help guide them in positive manners and ways in a better light rather than going shit. he just wants the money i need to sort of veer him a little bit this way with maybe more a couple positive inspiring kids you know what i mean rather than me going don't do that how dare you yeah, kids will just go f you, back off, run away, do their own thing, and that's just how it is when they become teenagers. I imagine so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have a teenage daughter. She's uh 17. She's a senior. So yeah, yeah I we understand. That. <laughs> but, boys, but boys are different, like you said, because especially being a man. You understand, like okay, they're gonna have a coach. They're gonna have like basketball, football, whatever, and they're gonna have other men in their life. Like it's not just put them around yeah. positive kids. You put them around positive men because like for me, my biological dad died when I was three, my, or no, I was four. And then I have a, like a dad, but he was, he always worked. So it's like just having posi- different men in your kid's life makes a big deal because they can tell them something we tell them. Cause you know, you could talk to your faces blue to your kids sometimes. And they're like, okay, dad. And then the coach will come along, Hey, you need to do this, this and that. Oh, all right. And you'd be like, so I told you this three months ago, but you like,
1: whatever. Yeah, so Yeah.
0: I definitely understand that with kids. It's like, because we used to be, like you said, I, I I, tell my students, I'm a teacher. I'm like, I've done everything you've done. You can't, I'll sl- slick a slickster. Like I know everything. Yeah. Like my son, he tried, he's like, he wrote uh, like on the bed, on the sheets and like tried to hide it. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't smart. Like you didn't think I was going to see that. Or if he used the restroom when he was younger, he tried to hide it. What what, yeah. what are you doing here, son? Like I don't understand, but that's a good thing that you went through everything and I've went through everything to be able to guide our our sons in the right direction. So, um, you said you did a lot of different things. You uh went here, you went there, yeah. but your um, how you, how do you say it? hip, hip uh hypnotist?
1: Is that what you, the guy? That oh, has, so hypnotherapy. Hip, hypnotherapy. So it's just another. It, it's not like a hypnotist where they go like this it's more they look at your past self they you see through like some of the exercises maybe i'll say is that i did was like you're looking at your old life in a in a movie right so you're looking at this life that you see in this movie and you're seeing these these segments or the, the parts of your life play back and then looking at the different emotions and and the trigger points and all that stuff. I can't explain everything because I'm not a hypnotherapist, but and then becomes the attachment to these feelings. And then from there you let go in some elements and you try to find different elements that you really haven't looked into. Hypnotherapy, I never thought it would, I was hokey pokey about it. I was like, eh, not me, not this, not that. And I was more about the counseling and psychology. But when I found for me, for myself personally, I can't say for anybody else. What I found with the psych, uh, psychologist, especially it was just like, here's a script for, for, for depressants or antidepressants go get hit. Here, here's a script for, you know, ADHD medicine. Here's a script for this. Here's this, and it wasn't really giving a shit about me as a human being and the journey I'm going through or the trauma that I want to try to resolve. It was more about here's a script. And what I found with the other holistic methods, like even breath work or CBT training, which is like tapping, they'll tap on different parts of your body to release different parts of tension. And then they'll go through a story. That's my experience. Anyway, I had like, I had a lady do it. She was a counselor and she did that. And I honestly, after the tapping session, I literally cried and it was about my birth father. Like I pent that up for like years and years and years not having a dad um not knowing who who the hell he was and at the moment now I don't care like I'm happy he's not even here because it, it's made me a better human being and uh I probably punch him in the face <laughs> to be yeah. like I like everybody has a purpose his purpose was not to be in my life and I'm very grateful for that and that allows me to give the purpose and the leadership and the 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 male role model figure parenting figure to the boys right so it's what you don't have you try to make up for but you learn and you be and you grow stronger from so definitely and i definitely understand that because like my dad
0: died when i was th- uh, four so like it yeah. it held on till i was like probably middle school uh, no not middle school fifth grade to realize like all right dude he ain't coming back life ain't changing because i always used to be like man Man, I wish my dad was here. I could get away. Like, you know, my mom was very strict. So like I used to, <laughs> yeah, so to was mine. Dad. So was mine. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. when I actually learned about him, I learned more about him as I became an adult. And it's like, yeah. all right, maybe, maybe he wouldn't have been the right person for me because he wasn't the best of guys. Like, yeah. I don't know, you know, how I would have been. But then I'm a junior too. So it's like, okay. How, how are you a senior? Like, how did you represent our name? So it's a lot of questions I had. But like you said, I'm over it. Like, whatever. He's not around. Like, you know, for whatever reason, he passed away. And like you said, being a dad, you want to be there for your kid. But you got to be there for your kid, for them. Not be there for them because you didn't have a dad. And you're trying to be this rah-rah dad. You got to be yeah. there.
1: Yeah, for and, them. And what I've learned for myself, like, it was from my grandma. So my grandmother pretty much raised me. Mm-hmm. I, my mom she was always working studying and stuff like that trying to do what she could but my i remember my ground like she just raised me like old school eastern hungarian woman hard as nuts wooden spoon on your ass if if you got yeah. out of line and then she you know like the jockey whip you know how they hit the horses with that bet yeah. oh that too that thing doesn't break and oh, man. you don't say anything bad you don't cuss you don't do anything you get smacked and it's um But what she told me was, I remember I was like, why can't you be my friend? And she told me a lesson. She goes, I'm not here to be your best friend or your friend. I'm here to be your parent. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to love you care about you unconditionally and guide you so that when you become an adult, you can do the same so that you can be the best version for your, your kids and guide them as well. Mm. And I take that with me to the boys. I'm like, I'm not here to be your friend. Like yeah. you have friends that will support you in that matter. I'm here to give you the life lessons so that when you're a man, you will pass them down onto your kid, and you're you'll be a better human being for it. That's what I'm here for. Yep, I tell my
0: son that I used to tell like you know when they're uh, when he's eight now, but when he was like three, four, you're not my friend. I ain't supposed to be your friend. What are you talking <laughs> about? I'm not supposed to be here to be your friend. And no. we have that relationship. Like you know, we father and son, you know, when you got a son, he's, he's your friend to a certain degree, but it's like, all right, Hey, I need you not to do that. And he understands when I'm in dad mode, but yeah. it's hard. One thing hard for me is basketball. He's, he's plays AAU. So he's playing competitive. Basketball. It's like competitive basketball. It's like oh, travel okay. basketball. So, and I'm like, man, I'm, you know, even though I, he's only in, what third grade I just like man he needs to, he should be better it's like no he has to go through the process I didn't have a parent there to watch me through the process I just had myself so I don't really remember the early days before I could really really play so it's like I gotta let him develop I can't really be loud and yell he's not ready for that. So it's like it's a under it's like me understanding what he needs from me rather than me just being that rah rah person because that's not what he needs right now.
1: Well I, you've actually triggered a, a memory in my head where, cause I did competitive swimming for a few years and I remember in my heat, I was the slowest one. And there was a kid, he was going to go to like nationals. So to represent the Canadian team or trial out and I beat everybody. And I remember going upstairs to check my time and the dad was like, you got beat by this fucking little loop, like slow ad, but like, and I was looking the kid was like, and I was like, fuck man, like chill the fuck out. Like. It's, it's not the end of the world. Like, okay, so someone beat you. So what? Get up? Like what Rocky says. It's not how hard – it's not about how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, right? So. Yep, exactly. And that's, like, because uh, they were
0: getting their ass kicked. I ain't going to lie. They <laughs> – their season – they – the first couple games, it was like, Man, we got to travel all the way out here, and I got to pay to get in for this. But then, you know, <laughs> as they kept going, they get better, they win here and there. And it's just like me with coaching, I coach girls basketball, um, the high school because I work at a charter school, so it's K through 12. So the high school I coach, um, assistant coach. So some of these girls never play basketball, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, I can't expect them to go out there and we score and all this or them able to do that. And it's like it's a process. And it's like anything we do is like me starting off with the podcast. It's a process like you 100%. starting off. So when you started off um, like, all right, I'm going to help people with the mental health after your, um, your guy told you to yeah. do that. What did you do did you get coaching did you go really the the
1: first so i i've done a little bit of everything like i had a a landscaping business and then i was a builder so i did gone into building houses and stuff like that um but what i did when i found that out was the first thing i did was start talking to people and that was the first thing like talk talk to people who who have anxiety or have depression or have the problem that you're looking for but then when i went to canada it sort of expanded. I did surveys. So I expanded to surveys and then I went to different startup accelerator or different startup organizations that help give you the tools to grow your startup. I went to one weekly and then I went to two in a week, then I went to three in a week. And then I met some different people, which then led me to somebody else, which then led me to somebody else. And then, and then I applied for my first grant. I got rejected, rejected. I think I got rejected by like eight times from eight different, eight different organizations. I got this grant to, I don't know, it's called lean stack. I don't know. It just makes your business plan a lot easier. Anyways, I did that. And the person in the grant was like, you should be so lucky. I was like, I didn't even think about it. I just applied, didn't, didn't give a crap. I was like, yeah, whatever. And I guess it was like 25 K worth or whatever it was. And the lady was like, there's like 300 people that apply for this. and." only 10 people got in and I was like, okay, and I didn't care. And then from there, they, she, that, that program that I'm, that I'm in, that I'm still in, that I've applied for different things that have keep giving me money and grant funding for, they're like, oh, we'll give you another one. So I applied for another grant and I got accepted. And so right now, currently I'm sitting at 150 K in grants that I got. And my goal next year is a million. And that should give us enough scalability capital to grow the bejesus out of this and really scale it massively so that we can a tackle the Canadian market and then grow into the the American market, South American market and Australian market amazingly. So it takes just, but it's a lot of failure. It's a lot of failure. And, and now... all right we back we back yeah we back we back awesome all right so it's a lot of failure and like i said it's just like now i have five advisors i have two development companies that i work with i have eight interns so i i got into an intern program where i can get interns for free for six weeks at a time like it takes time man it's growing slowly but you got to make sure that those building steps are done correctly and you can't rush it. And when you rush it, people either see through the the crap that you're trying to rush or you politely screw up so bad that your business goes under because of some stupid mistake that you don't see.
0: Yeah. I love what you just said though. A lot of, it takes a lot of failures. Like people don't realize like in life to win, you have to fail more than you win. Like, just starting off speaking, I've been speaking for six years now, and I haven't really got to where I want to be, but I had to go through every trial and error. I had to go through everything that I had to go through in life, like outside of speaking to get to where I'm at. And then it's like um, I graduated with a 1.7 GPA, but I'm a teacher. It's like How the hell did that happen? It wasn't my plan plan to do that, but it's part of the plan to get me to where I need to go. And it's like, it took all this time. It took nights where I'm crying, can't go to sleep, where I'm thinking of ideas. I don't got the money, but I keep going because I understand it's a bigger purpose. And people don't realize, like, when you sign up for a team, when you sign up to say you're going to do something, you're going to fail. You're not, even if you win out the gates, that next year you might fail. Say it's a team in the NFL here, uh, and they go to the Super Bowl the first year, they get a rookie quarterback. The next year, they don't even make the playoffs because it's it's hard to get back to the Super Bowl. So it's like, okay, you win right away, you get too, you get too happy, like you say, you rush it, and now you're like, oh, I got all this, and then everything wipes out. What you going to do now? You don't know what to do.
1: Well, what, what I've realized with even quite a few – like a lot of business owners um, and, and owners of different companies and youtube is full of amazing interviews around which is awesome um and you know just meeting people in person as well is it's how when you fail it's understanding and pivoting that's the key and if you can learn that lesson and pivot and keep moving forward. And I think most people, when they fail, they're like, done, I'm done. And I like I went through these startups, and now I'm in this couple startups. And I was like, why are you guys giving me so many opportunities? Now they're like, Do you know how many people fail? Like, do you know how many people give up after like one just one challenge? Just one like challenge. I was like, How many? They're like 80 plus percent. I was like, and like you, you have boom, 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 challenge, boom, 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 challenge like we did our first, uh, testing. Like we had the, we have the telehealth platform and then we have our gaming, uh, app, I guess, or gaming direct access tool. And, um, and I failed with that. I thought it was gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna be like a, a thousand people loving it. And no, like I barely got a couple and now we're developing it, getting it better, getting better feedback. And all it is, is takes time. And it's just, it's believing yourself but as well it's just do one thing that will push the needle forward the next day and some days you want like you said you want to cry I've had those moments like why the fuck am I even here like what the fuck is my purpose like why am I even doing this right now like no cash no money no this no this no this no this why like why and then I look at my arm because I have a tattoo on my arm right there oh oh hold on ah there we yeah, go right there anyways it says if it's to be it's up to me so I choose if I want failure then I will be that person that accepts failure I choose to move forward then I'll make the actions to move forward I choose to be successful in business then I will make those changes and steps to do so so like I said man it's I think people need to realize business is not making 50k you know 50k months and all that stuff and. Hey, if you're making 50K and making YouTube, awesome. But I think people miss the point of why they do it. And I've asked of quite a few people. I was like, why are you doing it all for the money? I was like, "Wrong for me personally, wrong reason. Like yeah. massively wrong reason. Then like I feel like that's like even being like a scam artist. You're in it to make the money. So you're in it to pull out as much money as you possibly can out of your audience and you may not even need to give value. And for me, my thought process is the opposite. I want to give as much value, so much value, so, so much care, so much love that people go, fuck, Chris, I love you. Thank you for changing my life. That's what I want. You know what I mean, I want, I want to help people and go, you know, you not only changed my life, but I'm, I'm now a mental health practitioner doing this and this, and I'm helping other people change their lives. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's epic. Like that to me is puts a smile on my face and goes, that's why I'm here on this earth is for that.
0: Yep. (laughs) Definitely. I definitely understand what you're saying, man. Like just even just being a teacher and like, as kids come up, I'm bad with names. I don't know. A lot of kids (laughs) They come up, Hey, Mr. Jones, or they'll give me a hug. And like, they come up to give me a hug or a kid to come to my class like, hey, I got 100 on my test. You know, can I get some candy? They really just come in, you know, because I was nice to them. But one thing, uh, it's like when I started um, what you were saying earlier, I, when I started basketball, I've won as a coach. We, yeah. Our first game, we got beat by, I think, almost 40. The second game, we got beat by almost 40. And I'm like, what the hell did I get myself into? Like, I know how to play basketball. My basketball IQ's good. I'm a good coach. I've taught – we've taught these girls everything. And it was like, it's part of the process. They got to lose. They got to get their tails whooped to understand – when you come to practice, practice is serious. It's not where, oh, we just going to lollygag because I always tell them. <laughs> yeah. It's how you play. If you don't come to practice and give 100%, you're not going to give 100% in the game. And now they realizing it. And they like, all right, we need to – they don't complain no more when we got them running because them first couple games, by the second quarter, uh, Coach, uh, I need to – like, dang, you in high school. Why are you out of breath? Oh, you out of shape. Oh, you thought it was a game. And now they understand – that you actually have to put in the work. And I love um, what you said about your tattoo. Like, you choose to do whatever you want to do. Whatever, like, you can't blame anybody else. You can't say, oh, well, in this relationship, they did me dirty. No, you did you dirty by staying around. You knew who that person was when you first started dating them. Don't blame them. In business, like like you said, it's like, okay, I get to this roadblock. I'm going to give up. No, you're not going to give up because you went through all the trauma, all the shit you went through as a kid. You know how to get over adversity. The same with me. Like I've been I've had over 16 different surgeries. Oh, a little pain. That ain't nothing. All right. I'm good. You know, so people when we when you realize the losses that you took or the mistakes or in the lessons that you learned as a kid all the way into where you're up now, you'll understand nothing can stop you. You've already been through the worst shit you
1: ever had to go through. So keep it going. Well, that's what I, I was. You're, you're reading my mind. is like once you're at that floor bottom, and you've been hit, hammered, broken, 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 broken. Like I remember going to like so flying over to Australia. So I lived in uh, New Zealand, dated somebody, she broke my heart, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like I don't know anybody. Anyways, and then I moved over to Australia. I thought I found a place. I think it was for about six months. I think it was about. I forked out eighty eight hundred, almost nine grand. I was like six for six months. I'm just gonna chill because I just thought it was a vacation. I didn't think of living there for ten years. I just thought it was like chill, breathe, blah. I got scammed. On my birthday, I got there, found out it was a scam, had a moment of punching the wall or something. I don't. I found it. Talked to the real estate like, yeah, that's ours, but that person doesn't exist bought a nice place for a, like uh, a nice hotel room for the night. I was like, I'm going to enjoy my day, just my day. I'll enjoy it. And then I was like, and then next day get to work. Like I am don't have anybody. I've lost nine grand. I need to fucking haul ass. I need to fucking. it. And now from that, from that experience of like not having that support and just building myself up to where I am now, it's like any, everything that's get thrown thrown in my life is easy. Like, like yes it sucks for the moment yes it sucks for even a couple of days or it's a challenge but then but then someone else has told me this is these are different quotes that you know I listened to is like the universe or god or whatever you believe in gives you if you want a million dollars or if you want to help if you have a big goal you're going to get big challenges during the way and you're going to get the universe or god or whoever else to test you how much do you want it Are you talking a lot are you talking a lot of crap and you're oh i want it like everybody else but don't put in the work are you gonna go i want it i don't give a crap what you throw at me i don't sleep i don't eat i want it like et like just that hard at hard mindset of like boom boom let's go what else do you got throw this at me let's go burn me in a fire let's go let's keep let's go and i guess that's the different mindset that we're in is like i think I'm noticing maybe it's wrong, but I'm noticing is that I think kids now need hardship, hardship builds character. And, and I think it's a very healthy thing to have. And I think when we groom kids, like, especially North America, I'm not saying all parts of of the States and in Canada is very well off, but when you have opportunity with electricity, running water, on most parts, I guess say running water and shelter and some clothes. You got more than what like 60, 70% of the world has. You know what I mean? And there isn't an excuse for you to not get what you want out of this life and experience it.
0: Hey hey we could almost end the podcast there because you are on point when it comes to these kids. They are they think they're entitled like I just don't understand like I see it from the elementary, the middle school, and the high school. It's like you don't get nothing just because you woke up and your name is whoever. I tell my son that. You don't get stuff just because you asked for it. Like You think, oh, because I'm your dad, I'm supposed to buy you everything. Did you clean your room? Are you doing what you're supposed to? Are you are you disrespecting? Are you talking <laughs> back to your mama? Oh, you're not getting nothing. Like He know when he come over here, I'll get him anything if you're doing what you're supposed to. But if you're not psh- – you're not getting nothing, none of that. And I don't never want my kids to be like, oh, I'm supposed to get. No, you got to earn everything you get. And like you said, like you got running water, you got clothes, but you got to have Jordans and all. No, you don't. You just need some, <laughs> no, you don't. some food and a, and a nice bed and you good. And and. Like yeah, you was on the like I definitely know that's gonna be a clip that I'm gonna uh make.
1: do do it. Like, like I said, like for my boys, like you with the whole code. Like I have a code of being a be a gentleman. What a yeah. gentleman is, I tell the boys: be a little gentleman. A little gentleman is use your manners, use your words, not your fists. Right? Open the door for ladies. Treat them with respect. Even if they don't treat you unkind, you can always walk away. You know what I mean always be proactive. Don't wait for somebody to come up to you and say, Hey, I need help. Look at somebody needing help and help them like just different little things. I'm hoping when they grow up, they will have that. And when they go to the different people's houses, like, damn, you like put my dishes away, clean my dishes, did this, did this, did this, did this, my kids don't even do that. And I was like, and I, part of me goes, fuck. Yeah. I'm proud. Fuck yeah. Like I'm setting the standard with these boys. Of like this is how a real man is. And this is what this is how we should treat other people as well. Oh,
0: definitely, definitely. Now I know on my end, I need to work a little more. Uh, showing my son that, but I always tell him certain stuff. I tell him one thing. I definitely tell him: is tell anybody, thank you. Tell your mama, thank you for cooking. She don't have to cook for you. Like people don't have to do stuff for you. So what, if somebody does something for you, tell them thank you. Like I don't care what it is, and I make sure that you know that he's on it. Like a general, like you know, he's he's a ladies man, so I have to make sure that he's a gentleman. <laughs> I don't want him like I don't want him to be the a hole and think just because I got the swag and I'm cute, like I. I, you know, no, you got to be nice to these girls, and I think that's why he gets all the girls because he's a nice guy. He's not rough. But I've also told him, don't ever let nobody put their hands on you, because he's no. sometimes like he's been in a situation recently, like a little kid pushed him. I'm like, hey, next time they push you, put them hands and feet on them. Like we're not, you're not gonna let somebody yeah. just you know rough you up, even if y'all was playing, you knew they wasn't playing. So before uh we get to our closing moments, I always ask my guests. Um, give me three tips for anybody dealing with mental health that they can do when they listen to this episode, when it drops.
1: I think the first thing that I will tell anybody is if you are facing depression or even anxiety, and if you're feeling uncomfortable talking on those crisis lines, which I did talk to somebody, call up somebody that you trust and talk, say, listen, man, I just want you to shut up and I want to talk. I need you to support me. I don't want a solution. I just need to talk. That's the first one is that number two is there's a lot of tools out there. There's a lot. And I think people get really bombarded with the bullshit out there. So I think keep things simple for me. Simple is do you have rest? Are you sleeping? Well, number one, Number two, do you have a community that supports you? And number three, what are you doing today? And it could be a small thing or a big thing that's helping your mental health. Are you doing a breathing exercise? Are you, I don't know, if, you, if you're staying in bed all week, cause you know, I had moments where I stayed in bed for a day or two days at a time. Are you, did you just get up and did you just brush your teeth? You know I mean like basic, simple things, you know? And that's what I would say to your viewers or audiences those three basics like do one thing for your mental health each and every day get that sleep because it's very important and then reach out and and really create a community around you that really supports you and loves you without a community it's fudging a big uphill battle and actually like four weeks ago um an acquaintance of mine that you know through a couple mates of mine that are good friends with but i met the guy and had chats with him and stuff he killed himself he couldn't handle it and i was like what the fuck? like what like i didn't see that coming like professional good job all this stuff awesome wife all this killed himself couldn't handle it and i'm like that's why for me it drives me even harder because i'm like i want to be that voice for the people that don't have a voice and give them the help that they need right away so those are the three that i can offer you brother I love it.
0: I love it. And one thing that you said is, that's very important is community. Community is definitely, no matter what that community looks like, long as it's a positive community, definitely be a part of a community. So I need a quote. It could be your quote. It could be a
1: quote that you saw. Whatever. Love over I- fear. It's, it's put on my chest. I, I have it. Love over fear. Fear creates more fear and attracts more fear into your life. Love, if you love yourself fully and accepting of all flaws, good and bad, will allow you to progress and grow your life into a better human being and enjoy this experience moment by moment.
0: Man, I I love it. Um, Before you tell the listeners how they can reach you, I just want to say thank you for getting on. Thank you for reaching out. Uh, Shout out to, uh, how do you, is Bethany? Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Bethany for getting us together. Like, you know, I'm, she's like, yeah, I got my guy and this that, <laughs> and then, like talking to you, I'm like, oh, he's cool, dude. Because sometimes when people live on two different parts of the world, they're similar, but we don't think that. And what you're doing is great, man. Like keep pushing. I I know you're going to get to that billion um, lives that you're going to help with the mental health because you're a cool dude. You're you're authentic, you're transparent, and that's what people need. They need a real person that's going to tell them about real shit that happened to them and how they got over it. And that's the way that the world gets better is by us being real people. So I always love to get my guests flowers. Sometimes I've met them for the first time as we hit record, but... And I love everything that you do and keep doing what you're doing. And I definitely love that art behind you. I'm an art guy. And I (laughs)
1: love that love, that to me reminds me about like mental health, right? Like everything's in black and white. But when you like, you know, you have anxiety and depression, but when you peel those layers back, all this color shines through of who you are. And this, like your soul just pops. And I guess for me, that's my goal is, make your soul pop. And by giving you the tools to make it pop. And you know, that's it. I look at it and I love it every day. So it's
0: awesome. I love it, man. So tell the listeners how they can reach out to you, how they can find you on social media.
1: Yeah. uh, On Facebook, we'll keep it nice and easy on Facebook. It's depression free on Facebook. It's a big Facebook group. We have over 18,000 in there, uh, loving members that really, truly care start there and then if if you want to grow through everything else you'll be able to find us through what we're doing and all of our projects that we're working on but let's keep it nice and simple for your viewers
0: love it man i love it i appreciate you uh coming on i appreciate you dropping the knowledge and just having a conversation because it's always uh it's always good to talk to people that don't, that's not from the U S and see how life is. And it's always <laughs> it's minus it's 20. It's freaking cold. <laughs> oh yeah. It's my, oh uh, yeah. It ain't that cold here. So yeah, I don't want none of that parts of what you got going on. But uh, before we get out
1: of here, give us a closing word. Love yourself unconditionally and reach out to somebody if you need the help. And I don't care if you have Doubt thoughts of all, what if I'll look like an idiot? Reach out, talk to somebody. And on that note, peace. One love.
0: (laughs) I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I read and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family.